Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Pink Shade. It is Monday, uh, the Monday after July 4th, and we are here to talk about one of our very favorite shows, if not our favorite show, maybe next to Family Karma, Love After Lockup, season three, kicking it out of the park, kicking it like a can, like a dill pickle laying in an alleyway by a meth barrier. (laughs) It is amazing. Mary Payne Gilbert is here with me to recap this shit. I've been waiting for a couple of days to really get into this with you. I mean, it's on Friday nights, and we have to survive the whole weekend and until we can talk Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it is, to really get into this. So I usually watch it again just to refresh my memory, also because I just enjoy it that much. And I did so this morning. I watched it once again and was delighted, entertained, and grossed out all at once. I'm signed in today as Wigs Strapped in Wigs, and uh, welcome. Are you ready? Yeah, I tell you, I do the same, except for I do the opposite because I have to write the notes for it. So I not have to, I get to. I, um, it's an honor. <laughs> I, um, and, a, and a privilege. I watched it Friday night, and then this morning I watched it again to write my notes. Now, my husband has taken a keen interest. Um, uh, three and a half years into the podcasting game, he's <laughs> taken an interest in what I'm doing. And I was, I came downstairs, and I turned it on, and I was like, I'm just going to like write these notes. The kids, of course, are still asleep, and the dog is, uh, you know, so overstimulated from her weekend that she just could hardly uh, move from the fireworks yeah. and the parties. I know my she dog has barely yeah. recovered. We left Violet alone for the first time ever. Cause as everybody remembers, we, we, why wouldn't you? Because nothing else has been going on in the world. I'm sure you remember when I got my dog. Um, <laughs> She, um, <laughs> we got her December yeah. of 2019 and then, you know, we had a couple of months of pretty normal ish and then March, you know, all the world shut down. So she's really never known a home where people like come and go during the day. Like she's regular a quarantine people. baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all together all the time. I mean, someone's always home. So mm-hmm. we just, I was like, this is ridiculous. She can stay by herself. So we just kind of cordoned off the main floor of our house so she couldn't go to the basement she couldn't go upstairs and um we left on 3rd of july to go to this party we go to every year and i have like a little camera on the inside that really i've got for her for when she pushes buttons if i don't catch it and um just don't stop and she um walk drugs walk 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 asshole water she um Anyway, so I turned that on. I haven't had it on in a while because I'm always home. And I uh, turned that on. Every so often, you just see her sort of fwing, just go past the camera. <laughs> we didn't know what she was doing, but she didn't pee or poop in the house. She didn't eat anything. She didn't destroy anything. And our dog sitter came and got her around, like, 9 o'clock. So, and she, the funniest thing ever is on the ring camera, we, you know, we saw the, the dog sitter's boyfriend, who she loves the most, Donnie, walks up to the door and just gets the key and is opening the door. And next thing you see, it's like um, out of nowhere, this dog, you know, uh, f- four inches off the ground is 
all of a sudden up on Donnie's face. Donnie's six feet tall. I mean, obviously, like, he picked her up, but the way that the camera does it, so kind of like, you know, it's it it like stutter. like she springboarded it up there. It looked like she springboarded yeah. right onto his face. Violet, the amazing and, wonder dog. Wouldn't it be uh, amazing if, if these ring cameras, I mean, if you just watched it one day and you just saw her sitting cross-legged, like, smoking a cig or something. I mean, if they were just like... <laughs> I just picture, this is how my mind works. I'm like, wouldn't it be great if we just, I, I know there's a movie, Secret Life of Pets. Yes, I've watched it four times with my daughter. Love it. But it would be so great if that really existed at some point, if you just saw them acting like humans just one time, just one time, just like chilling, yeah. maybe like taking the remote, putting their paw on it, like turning on the old love after lockup, <laughs> chilling. Well, we, we left Animal Planet on for her. And um, John was like, did you really leave Animal Planet on for her? I go, well, I didn't want to leave on Pets TV because Pets TV, <laughs> they show a lot of vet visits. And I don't really think Ooh, that's... girl. That's why did they do what, that on no, Pets TV? No. I, it's supposed to be positive, but I'm like, no, we just mm -mm. need to see like gazelles running in the wild and things like that yeah positive things like you know animals killing each other and mutilating right. each other and you know, sure. eating all the baby cubs Ew. like well, animal planet yay I yeah i don't know if she was really watching it i, I can't tell but um got, yeah so she's, got news she's for you. no she wasn't <laughs> well she's exhausted the kids are exhausted we're exhausted because at midnight last night we had to go pick up two kids in two different locales both mm -hmm. who had claimed they had rides home and then somehow miraculously didn't. So 12 o'clock, you understand we are night, night at 11 at the latest at this house. Yeah. 12 o'clock, well, I was like, we have to come get you. We are so tired. And they're both like, we'll take an Uber. <laughs> then they both looked it up like, oh, oops, Uber's $50 to go like three miles. I was like, no, where are you? So, oh my God. The whole family loaded up. Went and picked up the kids and we're like, yeah. So I said to Dave, I said, what's going to happen when she's in college and like she comes home, you know, for the long break. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we're going to have to be like, you could be home at whenever, like, but please be home by like 12 or one or whatever you do in college. I don't know. I go, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to stay awake? What's going to happen? He's like, this girl needs to drive. Yes. He goes, well, she will be by then. But she he will. goes, he goes, she, uh, I don't know. She's going to have to let herself in with a key. We're going to have to, like, turn the alarm off? I don't, what's going to happen? Like, we cannot imagine that we're going to have to stay up any later than 12 o'clock. Like, we cannot get over this. Like, what, what is this world that we're in? You're going to be setting your iPhone alarm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we'll have to do like our parents did. I would just, like, I'm home. Night, night. Go right, yeah. back, out the, right back out the front door. Right. <laughs> and your parents are like, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure she didn't just leave again until 4 a.m. No. If my mm -mm. mom's listening, I never did that. Never. Never. Never, never smoked, never. never drank, never went down to the river. No. God, who would do that? <laughs> Only bad things happen at the river. Only bad things, especially after 8 p.m., I assume. Oh, oh, my God. Speaking of bad things, this show, man. Oh my God. I took some. I took some amazing uh, screenshots, as did you. So you could check that out on Pink Shade Pod on Instagram. And um, yeah, you guys follow us on the gram. You know what? We're we're just trying. We're barely trying, but you can follow us at Pink Shade Pod on the gram, or you can follow us at Pink Shade Pod on Twitter, or even up at Pink Shade Podcast on TikTok. Yeah, I got a new a new TikTok. I'm going to put up today. I'll Ooh. just give, I'll give you a hint. It involves Rachel and also Rachel Dratch. I'll just give you a hint. Okay. Is it doesn't involve... <laughs> Debbie Downer. Um, it does. It does. The people in South Korea really don't have <laughs> all of their human rights. <laughs> uh, 
to Disneyland. It's great. North I Korea. Lo- Sorry. I, I love Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Except for all the starving children who'll never know Splash Mountain. Except for the kid that broke their neck last week on the, <laughs> on the luge. Oh my God. All right, we have to stop. love her. We can't. I know. We could do. Listen. Listen. It's not good impressions. We realize we're not good impressionists. All right, let's get into what we know, which is shit show TV. We yes. TV, Friday nights, Love After Lockup, a Sharp Entertainment production. Thank you, Matt Sharp, for bringing this into our lives. Season three is whoever casted it. Again, we um, we applaud you. You deserve yep. trophies. You deserve yep. to be called out on stage at a major award show. Agreed. Thank you for this cast. I agree. All right, Love After Lockup. Freaking the sheets. By Ooh, the way, gross. by the way, was never said. It was said, freak in the bed, by the way. Okay, just letting you know right. that this, these words were never uttered. All right, let's start with uh, Deontay, also known as Donate, 33. He's a welder. Nicole, 23. In for larceny, four years, uh, Virginia Beach. So uh, he's picked her up, as we know. They had the uh, wine tasting by the highway. and um, Down he, boy. Yeah, down boy. And he tells her, hey, look in the back. I got you a bunch of other stuff back there. So she pulls out this Victoria's Secret bag with the receipt uh, stapled to the side. And she's pulling out these things. And it's a bunch of different watches that he obviously got. You know, from TJ Maxx. Great. She wanted Michael Kors watches, and that's where you get them. And she's like, oh. Wait, wait, stop. The receipt what? was stapled to the side? I did not see that. Was oh, it really? yeah. It was flapping in the wind. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Just in case it doesn't work out, he knows where the receipt is. So um, she's going through, and she's looking at these Michael Kors watches. She's like, oh, baby, baby, these watches, they must have been expensive. And he says, yes, girl, money is no object. She goes, I like to hear that. Ooh, baby, you got me lingerie? Now, what you want me to do with this? Now, you can look, but you can't touch. Now, I told you how I feel about that. I have anxiety. I haven't been touched in four years, so you can't touch me. And he goes, uh... Uh, what? Well, you know, uh, I haven't had sex with a person in one and a half years to maintain my loyalty. And, you know, she says she hasn't had sex in four years, and I don't think she's been with any men. I was like, well, it's an all-women's prison, so that's a pretty good assumption, Einstein. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's uh, looking at all her lingerie and stuff. She goes, I have hit the jackpot. Ooh. You're spoiling me today. Okay, you can look at me in this bra. You can look at me in this bra, and um, I'll send you some sexy ass selfies. I was like, well, you could go like go in the bathroom and take selfies, and then send it to him in the room. Na- what? Yeah, exactly. No, because we find out she's actually going to her mom's. She's not even going to stay right. with him. But she had planned to stay with him. So somewhere on this car ride, she has decided after getting a gander <laughs> of those teeth, she has decided. <laughs> Stop it. She has decided she- no. No. Was this before or after she took out the $1,000 and handed it to him and he gave it a big old sniff? Yeah, we're getting there. So oh, she, okay. So, I thought that so, was beforehand. That's when mm-mm. she changed. Okay. Yeah, so she says, all right, I'm going to change my clothes, and so you're going to have to hold my money. And he's like, all right, I'll hold it for you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, smells good. So gross. He, he goes, <laughs> he actually breathed in like, a dog when they're trying to catch their breath like <laughs> i'm like oh god donate come on now the camera is on you dude yes. but then again i thought if this guy's throwing a torso in the dishwasher in front of you know, with with all the cameras around him he really does not give any fucks he will do after, anything after he took it out of its special hiding place mm-hmm. inside the pillowcase <laughs> under his bed that little sleeping bag 
Um, so also, she's really concerned about people hugging her and touching her. She just got like a boner pressed into her on the side of a highway. That and she was, was all like, right. He, he, he. Yeah, that was okay. She didn't mind that. So she says, um, you know, um, I really want to just see my mom. You know, I just didn't realize that my anxiety was going to be so high. So I don't want to go to his house. I just want to go and see my mom first. And so they pull up and he goes, all right, let's go in. Let's go meet your mom. And she goes, you know, I do want you to meet her eventually, but it has to be a special time, like not right now. So he's standing there and he's like, well, I didn't really want to be alone tonight. So today is like an L, but at least I got to see her for like two hours in the car. And I'm the first person that saw her by the side of the highway, dodging traffic, drinking wine. So it's fine. Yeah, you just paid her like $4,000 to give her a ride home. You yeah. her Uber. <laughs> exactly. You paid her four grand to Uber her home. <laughs> right. See ya. Right. So she walks off with her shoes. Uh, you know, she's got like vans and something else and boxes under her arms. And she's got like her, you know, pink sweatshirt, Victoria's Secret. This is obviously, you know, the things that she wanted. And the receipt is attached to the bag and the bag is broken because it's so full of stuff and so she sees her mom and they hug just remember not even four seconds ago she said she couldn't hug anybody she hugs she's all over her mom they're both crying and she tells us that once she got put behind bars when she was a teenager her mom moved from indiana to virginia just to be close to her and they got really close after that and she she realized how much she had disappointed her mom and wants to show her mom, you know, she's changed and all that. And But they have now, this whole history of her being the bad girl and kind of stepping right. out and, like, running around. I mean, talking about, you know, your sweet, obedient kids, like, coming in too late or whatever. She was living a life where she was, like, her mom didn't even know where she was. No, she was living that uh, motherfucking crack life. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh R.I.P. Right, you know what? We haven't we haven't mentioned that. We should have mentioned that at the top of the show. We talked about it on uh, Hey Bunky Patreon this week. We were so sad to hear about Goddess the Tracy. death yeah, of Tracy Wagman. I mean, R.I.P. Tracy. She was really struggling with her demons. And it sounds like after just days after she gave birth to her baby girl, which sounds like she was adopted, mm-hmm. she was found, I think, dead of an overdose. And so yeah. it's really sad. So. 41 years old. We talked about it at length over on Hey Bunky. So if you guys want to hear more, you can go over there. But... Yeah, doing a real, not, real bummer summer. Go over, listen we're to not, hey, Bunky. Yeah, I know the first. <laughs> seriously, sorry guys, but the I mean, we're not heartless, and we really. I've always been rooting for her. Always, always, yes, openly been rooting for her. I mean, I root for. There's so much addiction and addiction recovery on this show. Brittany and Marcelino are the picture of like how it can really work and how it can happen and how you can work a program and get through this. But yeah, just just didn't happen for Tracy. So. Yeah, keep your family in your thoughts, guys. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you say that because when I was just saying about my husband seeing the show and he came up and when I was yeah. watching it and he goes, oh, is this Love After Lockup? I said, yeah. And he goes, do any of these people ever stay together? Do they ever make it? And I said, okay, well, let me think about that for a second. And then I gave him the whole story about Hey Bunky and how we named our levels. And one level was named Goddess for Tracy because... And I was telling the whole story, and he goes, so were they still together? I go, no. And it's very sad because she recently passed away, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. So then he said, "Does any do any of these people ever stay together? And I said, um, well, there's this great story. It's Brittany and Marcelino, and I gave mm-hmm. him the whole you know story. Um, he was, like, in the kitchen, like, getting his, I don't know, stuff that he takes to work out, like, already in the kitchen. <laughs> so he was, like, a captive audience. He had no choice. <laughs> But then I was trying to think, Aaron. I was like, are there any other yes. success yes, stories there are. from yes. Love After Lockup? 
Yes, Mary and Dom from season one, oh. and I follow Mary mm-hmm. on Instagram, and she and Dom are actually pregnant with their second baby. Whoa! Yeah, and they have th- their first baby is so cute. He's a cutie patootie. I follow their journey. I follow their fairy tale. They're doing really well. They're up in Canada. Do you guys remember them? Season one, he was really kind of shell-shocked when he came out. Yeah. And she was, like, pushing him, and it seems like she was pushing him too fast to do things, but they ended up getting married on a boat. Mm-hmm. If anybody recalls, she was wearing, yeah. like, a white fur. And, yeah, they, they're married. They're living the life. They're having a second baby. How's her so, face work? How's her face work? She's look, She looks great. You know, you mm-hmm. can't tell on Instagram. I don't know how anyone looks anymore. Yeah. I really, unless I see you, like, we see each other. Yeah. Right now, unfiltered, mm-hmm. looking like looking crazy amazing. all the time, <laughs> looking looking great all the time, like we do. We look like I mean, I'm like seriously Zoom Squadcast. Why you do me this dirty? Every nice. time I log into this, I'm like, truly, can you make me look worse? Can this program make me look fucking worse? But anyway. You can't tell on Instagram. I don't know how people are looking. I don't know how they're they're really. She looks beautiful on Instagram. But they're together. She, yes, they're together. They have such cute pictures. Okay. So, yeah, so they have worked out. So there's two two examples that I can think of. That's okay. It. If anybody thinks of another one, let us know. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, her mom moved from Virginia to Indiana to be with her. Now we, now we flash forward to uh, donate in the car. And he says, you know, Nicole is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I mean, I could totally see us setting up a wedding. Okay. Correction. He said, Nicole is the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> I wrote that down, even though I was not the note taker this time, because I was like, uh, I would like to remember this quote from here on in. Nicole is the best decision I've ever made. I'm like, then I really would hate to see all of your other decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a disaster donate. Oh, my God. I wish... What's the other girl's name? It was like Chelsea or something, the one that uh, took all his money and had to move back in with his mother. Yeah, um, at least this girl's only got like three or four grand. I mean, well, probably like two grand in products and then what's ever in her bra. I know that he's a welder, which is actually a, a great career where you can make a lot of money and you have to be yeah. very, very skilled. But yeah. I'm starting to be concerned about him handling fire. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, at the beginning, I was like, well, good for him. That's like a great career that you'll always have. You could always make a lot of money and people always need welders. And I'm like, man, maybe he shouldn't be holding the, the fiery object. Yeah. <laughs> he's gotten a little too close to those fumes a few too many Maybe. times. He's Maybe. like, ah, Nicole's the best decision, huh? Oh, God. So I know this see. poor guy. Get the torso out. He needs to get a torso, and then he needs to also get, I don't know, maybe like legs and a well, second he got half her, of the body. He got her clean in the dishwasher, so when he goes home, she'll be ready for him. Yeah. All right. So now we see uh, Nicole. She's had a shower at her mom's, and she's all clean and sitting in the bed, and She's uh, on her phone, and she's texting some dude named Zach with two Ks. Now, initially, I thought it was Zach with two Xs, but upon closer inspection, it's it both. Either way, it's misspelled. But Zach <laughs> with two Ks, okay. And he says, um, "As you know, the second K is silent." <laughs> it's funny every time. It's such a dad joke. Oh, it's funny every time. Okay, um, so she texts him and says. Um, I'm finally out. I miss you. When can I see you, Bay? Winky face, kissy face. Come and pick me up this weekend. And she says, um, all right. So there are some things that I didn't tell Deontay. And even though I'm completely in love with him, it doesn't mean I can't talk to other people. 
just young and want to have some fun. She's like, I'm not married. Damn. Get off my jock. Shit. The cameraman is was like, I'm not in a fight with you. I don't. I don't don't care, girl. (laughs) Um, Why are you yelling at me? um, And she's real cute, by the way. She's real cute. She Um, is, and she's going to be dangerous. And I just wonder, is this even? We were predicting what? Like you were saying, maybe eight weeks this would last, and I think we said six. I think maybe you said five, and I said eight. You, I, I think they're five. Gonna, I think they're going to take it to the second to the last episode to to keep the okay. drama going. Um, it will last. It will not last even nearly as long as Sean and Destiny. As Sean and Destiny. No, because they they fake that shit for no. <sighs> yeah. <Stop. laughs> I miss. Scare I miss me. the breathing. I miss I know the breathing. You probably better for your uh, lung capacity that you don't have to do it that. It really every week. is. <laughs> Remember when we had to recap that shit during my COVID belt? Yeah. And people were like, "Stop doing it." And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I was yeah. like, "Let let me let me be the Sean for you this week. I will carry you." Like Jesus, I'll be the breathing. Oh god, I'll be the dead guy. You be Jesus on the beach. One <sighs> set of footprints, baby. One set. One set. All right, now we go to um, Brittany, uh, 33, healthcare advocate, and Ray, 29, possession with intent to deliver, three years, Houston, Texas. I'm just giving you guys a recap in case you forgot what they're in for, and in case you can hear my dog barking. Um, People need to know. One, two, three adults in this house besides me, but the dog is still barking. Okay. So Brittany is getting ready. She says she's got a cell phone for him. And of course, she's already set it up. She's got his password all set up. So it's the, they have the same passwords, which is so cute. Yeah, <laughs> like, so cute. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bet he's, since he's got a phone in prison, I bet he knows how to change it. So she says, look, um, I know he doesn't communicate with other women. Like, I'm sure of it because I've logged into his phone to check. And, you know, one time he was like, how come my Instagram says, you know, wherever she lives? She's like, ooh, busted. So she uh, is going to meet Ray's parents, uh, Demetria and Raymond. And she's driving. And she says, yeah, you know, I was told by Ray that his family was from the wrong side of the tracks, wrong people, wrong crowd. And that's what he told me. Now, she's clearly driving through a nice neighborhood and pulls up to a gorgeous home. Mm -hmm. And she's like... Yeah, I don't know what to think about this. It's like a real nice house. It like looks like a castle. Like he, this is not what he told me. So, I mean, he knows that she's going to pick them up. So why he didn't say beforehand, like they, oh, actually my parents have this really not. I don't know, but we'll find out. I don't so, know. I don't get it either. And also he knows that she is from a family that really expects a lot from her and they're well off. They're yeah. established They're It's not like she's from this family who, you know, he didn't want to make her feel bad or something because she right. doesn't have as much. They're both from equal playing fields when it comes to socioeconomic kind of backgrounds. Not that you need yeah. to be by the way, but I'm just saying in their case, so I don't understand why any lies at all are being detected. Uh, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. So, um, yeah, so she pulls up and she walks in and they meet and she has brought them all these matching shirts. It says, you belong here. Welcome home, Ray. Cute. The black, simple t-shirts. I like it. I liked him too. I was like, this is one of the best designs we've ever seen as opposed to like King and Queen that fucking Sarah and Michael lizard man were wearing. Yeah, exactly. They're lovely. And is you ovulating? All right. So (laughs) she says... She's sitting there in this lovely home as the parents take their shirts to go to the back to change. And before the grandma comes out, she's sitting there looking around and she's like, I wonder why he told me, you know, that he came from, you know, a bad area. I mean, this is like super nice. So Sue comes in, the grandma, 
And she, Sue comes in and she tells us that, you know, Ray is super close with his grandmom. And so she really wants to win him over. And then the dad comes out and they're all standing around like, should we go? And she goes, yeah, I've got the rental car outside. I guess she had to rent like a bigger car because all the people or whatever. And uh, the dad, having met her four minutes, okay, stands up and goes, all right, I'll drive. And so she's like, well, all right. She's like, I guess better than the guy with the cane standing up and being like, I'll drive. I'll drive. And Dimitri goes, he doesn't let anybody else drive. And she's like, okay, I didn't put him on my rental agreement. That's fine. So they're in the backseat. Sue and Brittany are in the backseat. She's in the backseat of her own rental car. And um, she says, uh, now, how long have you known Ray? And Brittany goes, nine months. And Sue goes, oh, okay, well, that's nothing. I mean, that's not nothing, but okay. And Brittany goes, well, it's not nothing, but we're getting there. And Sue's like, (laughs) okay. Sue looks right at the camera and goes, you know, I'm thinking, what's up with this person that you need to go to prison to meet a mate? If you have all this stuff going for you, why don't you have a man? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, all right, Sue. The the shade. The shade from the family of the inmate always is the best because they know. It's like, yeah, their son or daughter did something. They got caught. They're serving time. But the person who's meeting them from the outside is always a little more fucked up. Yeah. Sue's like, like always. I mean, Sue's like, I mean, Ray's wonderful. and He's my grandson and we're very close. But why she want to date him? So it was great. <laughs> Grandma's grandma for the win. I, I loved her. So they all stand around outside because they're at this bus station waiting on him to drive up. And they're all standing around. They're like, ooh, is that him? That him? You know, they do this. Is this normal? Every- this drop off seems very bizarre. And we've seen all different kinds of drop offs. I don't think it was bizarre. Do you mean like at the bus station? It, it because, wasn't even oh, a bus station. It looked like a, uh, I don't know, like a mini mart. Yeah, it looks like a bus station that had some sort of, yeah, like a 7-Eleven situation attached to it or something. On it. Okay. All right. So he drives up in the white van. He gets out. He looks right at them. He has no mask or anything. Now. He looks mm-hmm. right at them and walks off. And then mm-hmm. they're like, where is he going? We don't understand. He walks into a building. Then he walks back out with a mask on. And... Then he gets back in the van with his mask on, and they drive him away. And they're all like, wait, what? And Brittany's like, this is not how I thought this was going to go. She's I'm looking like, at him like, ah, my God. I was like, so, do you think that mask is hiding your identity? We see you. Well, I don't I don't understand exactly if they were like, if the, if they were like, well, we're not going to be on camera, so we're going to drive over here, and you can walk around the corner. It's going to be something like that. It's not going to be, be something the, like that. that they drove him away. He's like, look yeah. at these fools wearing these same T-shirts. Put me back in the bus. I'm going can back. You put, can you put me around the corner? I don't want to be seen with them. Um, can you, do you have a bus ticket for me? Is the bus leaving now? So, um, Are you my right. bus driver? <laughs> Next, we get to um, Rachel, not Dratch, Rachel, 35, engineer, and Doug, 28, felon, in possession of firearm, four years, Warren, Michigan. Good Lord. Now, I see you're logged in today as Doug's Bears Tattoo. Dougie Bears tattoos. Dougie Bears tattoos. I'm going to need a full head-to-toe body explanation of what's happening. I need Y269 across the neck, Y Jason from Friday the 13th on one side, and some other woman on the other side, Y the pregnant woman with the child hanging off the boob on the leg above the (laughs) ankle bracelet. Y Dougie, I I need every one of these things explained. Every one. You don't think 269 is from the, from the window to the wall? I don't know, guys. I'm like, this is like old ladies in their corns what trying to explain. What do you mean 269 from the window to the wall? I mean, Never I, know mind. That, I know that song, but do yeah. they say 269 in yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it starts. 
All I can know is the next thing we're going to get. This is the most embarrassing conversation ever. Like, we're like, that's how it starts, I hear. And also, there's a a chord in it that also sounds like, I mean, we should not discuss these things. Okay. Well, all I know is RJ is going to be on our Facebook page (laughs) ripping us a new one saying, you ladies trying to talk about window to the wall 269. Okay. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. By the way, we love RJ. We We love him. He's so funny. Love him with a thousand burning suns. He's he so, is so amazing. I know. He, he, get, he will tell us like it is. And he, we like he will it. tell us like it is, which we actually need. So thank need. you in advance, RJ. Yeah, but anyway, okay. he, the tattoos, out of control, out of control. And we always like some out of control tattoos. But they're, but they're not all prison tattoos. No, it's they're like good. He definitely, they're good. Yeah. They're yeah. not just like death, life, no, teardrop, yeah, umbrella. They are well done. So yeah. Um, all right, so he's so well, he's. I mean, most of them. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole body. I haven't <laughs> seen all six, seven of them. All right, so Doug is getting out, and she's got three of the bees in her cooler. Now, this is when my husband's standing in the kitchen, and I had to pause it to explain to him. I said, "Dave, if you were getting out of prison, and you needed the, the four bees, what would they be?" He's like, uh, "Beer, uh, blowjobs." Uh, uh, I don't know. He's like boobs, and I go, yeah, good. I go, what do you, what do you think the fourth one is? He's like, I don't know. He's like, what's the fourth one? If you're getting out of prison, you want four things. I go, yeah. What do you think the fourth one is? He's like, I don't know. Uh, body. He's like, and I go, no, Dave. Duh, it's baloney. Baloney, <laughs> bologna. Yes. yes, and not just any baloney. Baloney that you could kill a person with that you can nine, use as a full weapon. Nine pounds, she said. Uh huh. So uh-huh. I did. It, I stopped it so I could show him. He goes, he goes. Well, it's the day before, and she's got that bologna and that beer and that cooler. It's not going to last a whole day. I was like, don't just don't put any logic to this. Don't question it. And also, bologna never goes bad. You know I, that. I think bologna you never just goes bad. Store it on top of your car in the heat, and it'll still live. Um, but for right. real, as I mean, I've seen that size of bologna, you know, or like meat products that size from working in a public school, or you see them in like, sure. if you're at a big, you know, cafeteria of some yeah. kind, but you can actually buy that size of bologna, like somewhere in a retail space. Where she the said fuck she, do you even get that? She said she ordered it. She ordered three oh, of them. Oh, okay. You could Pro- take that thing and beat a coyote off. Yeah. I mean, that he, thing is like coyote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, maybe a raccoon. All right, so maybe she says Those she's getting, nasty. She says she's getting nervous and she's getting anxious, and you know he's never been out as an adult before, and he's in a new place with new beginnings, and you know she feels pretty positive, and he calls her in the car, and um, she goes, "Okay, listen, I spoke to your parole agent, and your free time is eight to five, Monday to Friday. Obviously, assuming maybe he'll get a job or something." And she says, "But you're not allowed to go anywhere on the weekends at all," and I think you know he's on. He's on the ankle monitor and all that. So she says, um, yeah, you know, I really do think he loves me way too much to jeopardize what we have. So now she's in the hotel room the next morning and she's getting dressed. And he told her he wants her to wear a tight conservative dress, but no underwear. All right. Yeah. I think, I think he wants he her to no, dress like a sister wife, but no, no panties. Pa- no panties. So she goes to wait for him. You know, they do this, you know, they drag this out. Like she talks to the cop. Is he coming? Is he not coming? She stands around outside. Is that him? It's not him. Um, She's never been with him in the free world. She reminds us. But here he comes. Here comes Dougie Bear uh, with his little tiny little man ponytail comes out. (laughs) So tiny. He's like a little rat tail. I got to say, he is cute. Uh, He is cute. He is. 
I know. I reluctantly agree with my esteemed colleague, yeah. Dr. Baby Girl Mary Payne, because yep. I agree. I was hoping that he would be a lot fuglier so that we could just um, not mm-hmm. even go there. But yeah, he is kind of cute. He's cute. I just mm-hmm. see, saw the older pictures of him with no neck tattoos. And, yeah. I, you know, I think the neck tattoos really take your cuteness down a little bit. I don't care if your whole body is tatted up, but when they're all the way up on your neck like that, it sort of takes away from your cute face. I don't know. I mean, see, I look at myself in Squadcast and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, over the past year, just devolving into what I've become. And I think maybe some neck tattoos would replace, you know, any kind of like neck cream or whatever, because it would like define your jawline. You could just get tattoos all the way up to your chin. Mm-hmm. Nobody notices your drooping double chin anymore. Nobody notices. I mean, I think they might be a good thing as you age, like a good, um, solid, just collage of neck tattoos. Okay. Well, you start working on that and then <laughs> I'll see you next week and you tell me how it's going. All right. So he uh, picks her up and he's, you know, grabbing her in the ass and she's straddling him like a toddler and they make out and he's like, oh, I lift up your dress. Oh. And the guys um, in the prison yard are like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at him. He's getting some, he's getting some. So he tells us, um, he can't wait to get to that hotel room so she can finish those obligations of the four B's. And he says, she's my wife. She's four foot 10, but she's all mine. And she's like, oh, <laughs> so he tells her he's getting a boner. Now it's the second boner we've had to talk about on yep. the show. And yep. Then he tells us in his little talking head, he says, I come from a huge family and I started getting in trouble around age 12 so I could have some spending money because my parents couldn't afford to give me any money. And I became an institutional poster child around age 17. I first did 71 months in prison for a break in. We broke in while people are asleep. And I, of course, had to get out my calculator. That's a little over five years, y'all. I, um, I feel like, you know, these prison sentences and people who have been incarcerated do speak in the same way that new moms speak. Like, they're 17 yes. months old. And yes. I had to go for, se- like, 71 months. I'm like, stop it. Tell us how many years and then add the months on. Stop yes. it. I think it's I think it's five years and nine months. Because when oh, I did. say that. I don't I understand. 71 divided by 12, it came up 5.9. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> I wrote that down too, so I wouldn't forget. All right, so he was only out for forty days, and then he the first altercation he was in, there were guns involved, and everybody pointed the finger at him. So I guess he's trying to say it wasn't his gun, but whatever. That's the story. He's sticking to it. So he says, you know, he's not worried about going back this time because he has Rachel and his son Doug Jr., and it feels just amazing to be out with her and be out with somebody that's so supportive and to be with her. He so didn't ask she get, about Doug Jr., but not even one time. Well, in the car. Just give him a minute. He was busy but, cutting up bologna with a credit card. Yeah. Okay. That's more important than asking about his son. Mm-hmm. So he gets out the bologna. They cut off the credit card. He shows her the ankle monitor. She's trying to understand when he can take it off. He's like, it doesn't come off. That's when I got the screenshot of the woman that's got a huge pregnant a nude woman with a pregnant belly with mm-hmm. boobs and then a ba- holding a baby with a bottle that's also grabbing her boob and then another child hooked to the leg so um, i'm gonna need the background on that um, i would like to also just pause and send a real um heartfelt shout out of thanks to jessica dang one of our fearless moderators yeah. who gave me the visual that i will never forget saying that end of that baloney looks like an asshole and he ate it. And I was like, thank you, Jessica. You're right. Stop. 
Why did you have to say that? It looks like an asshole. I would not have, I wouldn't have eaten that end part. I know that it's all the same. It's just molded bologna meat. And so it tastes the same. But it's just like the same reason I won't eat the butt of the bread. I don't know. It's not good enough for me. I don't want it. I I won't have it. You're above it. You're above the asshole. You're above the butt. I am. Um, (laughs) Not my husband. He would eat the butt of that bologna with the butt of the bread and make it a sandwich and call it a day. He would be like, why would you waste it? Why would you waste it? He um, must have grown up in a household like mine where they were like, no, we don't have hot dog buns. You put your hot dog in bread. Oh, you absolutely. Fold the bread, like, you put the ketchup on it. The ketchup makes the bread so soggy, the hot dog falls out. And then, you know what? It's just, you shut up about it. If I have to hear one more story about when they had potato chips and it was a luxury and they all had to split one bag, I got it. Yeah, same, same, same. Why would you ever waste the, the, the butthole of the bologna? All right, so... I just wrote, they drive off to Bonerville. They've gone off to Bonerville and hope that all their needs are fulfilled because they've talked about it enough. All right. I know, but I was dying when they were doing the technology. When he was like, what's this button? Where's the Facebook button? I don't know technology. I was was like, this is a Lamar situation. And Lamar came out and he was like, what is this spaceship on my wall? And she's like, that's a flat screen TV. And he's like, what? Well, th- at least Doug says in this little interlude, he says he does know what a selfie is from watching TV. Mm-hmm. And he says when it comes to technology, he's lost. He's like, which button's FaceTime? Which button's Amazon? And then he tells a sweet story of when he was out for those 40 days. He had his phone and he thought he was texting with somebody directly. Mm-hmm. But then everybody across the table said, why are you having a conversation about your STD on Facebook? <laughs> And I was like, I hope he's been checked since then for that STD since they're about to go to Boner Town at the hotel with the baloney and the boners and the boobies and the blowjobs. I hope he's been rechecked. I hope he's gotten rid rid of whatever that was. I I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm sure it's probably metastasized or whatever it's called within his last, whatever, 71 months. You guys... Again, if you're not watching this, why? These are just the asides. These are just like the... Not even part of the story. Not even part of the story. When he's just like, oh, yeah, I was talking about my STD and somebody mentioned it and I didn't know how to use face. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like, it's gold, 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 gold. This is like um, Casey Wilson in her books talks a lot about her dad and technology and the stories are hilarious because he uses yeah. Twitter like um, he's like he's texting someone. He'll go yep. to Twitter and say, Casey, can you call me, please? And he's like, <laughs> that's went out to two million people. Like, why did you do that? He's like, well, I, I wanted you to I wanted you to call me. I didn't know how to reach you. <laughs> I told you about the story where Father Aaron uh, sent me a text message and said, hey, I lost your phone number. Can you can you uh, call me? Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. OK. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you do? What do you do in answer to that? You just text back your number. That's what I did. I just texted back my number. Did it look familiar to the one that you were texting? <laughs> no. Um, oh, all right. How do, how do I answer this? I don't know. My, my father has gotten an iPhone. He used to have a Samsung and he's gotten mm. an iPhone. So my mother got uh, Facebook for him. And, but she was like, he only wants to have it so he can watch church on Sundays because he's not really able to go. So my Mm -hmm. sister's like, okay, you guys know how to get YouTube on your TV. Oh no. So you know how to get church. And they're like, it's only on Facebook. My sister's like, no, it is not. You can go to the church website and stream it there. You can go to YouTube and stream it there. And they're like, you can only watch church on Facebook. So your father needs Facebook. I mean, this is, I can't tell you we've gone a hundred (laughs) circles. And my sisters are like, it's not only on Facebook. 
you can go to the church website and click and watch the church service. It will come up and they're like, well, we only know how to do YouTube. And she's like, it's on YouTube. Not, it's not on our YouTube. It doesn't work. It's not, it's not on our YouTube. <laughs> it's not on our personal YouTube. I was like, you were it's able like, it might to be watch on your YouTube. Yeah. You're able to watch John Gilbert play basketball on your YouTube. I bet you can watch your local church. So this has gone, gone in circles. And she's like, he doesn't know his Apple ID, so we can't log him um, into Facebook. We're like, nope, mm-mm, that's two separate things. And finally, I just wrote to my sister and I go, they're going to need a local technician, which is one of you, to go over there. I can't do this from Virginia. A local technician has to go to their house and help yeah. them. Yeah. And actually take their devices from them, yes. set it all up, and then hand the devices back. Yes. Yeah. There's no, like, talking someone through that. Mom's like, well, we can't do anything now. We don't know his Apple password. And I was like, you can reset it. And my sisters are like, just hang on. Don't I'll be over there it. tomorrow. I'll be over there tomorrow. Just hang on. Don't press any buttons till I get there. Don't all let right. him have access to Facebook without knowing what's going on. He'll be, all the family secrets will be out there. He'll be getting radicalized by cults and shit. Uh, He'll my be sister, sharing my, memes. How this started was, like, four or five days ago, maybe a week ago, my middle sister writes in our mom and daughter's chat my dad's not mm-hmm. a part of it because you know he doesn't want to know anything he uh in our mom and daughter's chat my sister wrote all caps is dad on facebook question mark <laughs> what happened i mean we were crying and mom's like i'm trying to get him on facebook to watch church and they're like stop abort the mission he can watch it on youtube do not put him on facebook she's like well we can't get him on facebook because he has apple id and my sister's like what because it popped up on her screen like somebody you might know she was like no i'm telling you today. yeah not today satan if you put bones up on facebook he is going to be getting so many sugar babies reaching out Mm -mm. to him he is going to get the 90 day fiance he's going to get the love after lockup he is going to get so many dms he's not going to know what to do with himself my sister is like, please, I'm coming over tomorrow. Please stop pressing buttons. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, let's get to Stan. All right. Speaking Stan, of. Yeah. So Stan, 65, retired, and Lisa, 39, tampering with a motor vehicle and possession, 10 months, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Uh, he walks downstairs with his three wigs, and um, Dash comes in, and he shows him to Dash, his buddy. Um Lisa calls and he goes, Hey, what are you doing? And she goes, Oh, you know, I'm reading my Bible, you know? mm -hmm." And he goes, that's great. I'm so glad you're doing that. She explains like my brother's still in jail and you know, they had to throw out spikes to stop his car and, but we're going to need that, you know, 30 K to get him out. But he was like, "Mm, yeah, too bad for him. And she goes, maybe he does need to sit in there and sober up. I mean, I've been in here seven times. I never want to come back, but you know, never say never. And, um, he says, um, no one's ever really loved her. She's never really had love. And I'm going to be that person to show her the love. And now Dash oh, is Stan. sitting there. Dash is sitting there. Unfortunately, my husband did not get to see the sad sack because he had already gone to the gym. But oh, God, he missed out on the best. He missed out. We're going to be together next Friday in a hotel room. And he's going to be forced to watch this because oh, he's going to see what, all the That's wigs. what's going to be on. So, um, so uh, she says on the phone. Now, remember, I'm married to two different guys, okay? And he goes, yeah, we got to get you on back to your maid name. She goes, well, that's good because I don't have any felonies under that name. Dash is just banging his head against the table. Like, oh, my face. God. Oh, my God. I know. Dash is pulling his cap over his eyes. He, like, can't even look at his friend. He's just banging himself. The first moment that Dash walks in, we have to rewind to when he even opened the door. Yeah. Stan is standing. Wig is holding there, standing, holding three heads in a duffel bag holding three fucking heads with hair on and he's like what is that he was completely horrified the moment he walked in 
everything he hears, he doesn't even know what to say anymore. He doesn't know what to say to Stan. What can you say? This guy's so far gone. Yes. Yeah. And he, he tells us Stan's naive, which I, I guess explains uh, a lot. That's Stan a nice is way also to... not 65. <laughs> Let, let's, be, let's be real. Let's okay. be real. He's looking what, good. No, no. What do you think? What's your guess? 72. For real. 72. I'm going 76. I'm going 76. Oh, my God. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right. So, Dash says, all right. Now, look, you got to you gotta explain this to me about the husbands. And he goes, all right, look, she married one guy and she didn't know she divorced him and she married. We're just going to work this out with an, an attorney. And Dash goes, okay, let me just listen to me. What if she's still married to one of those ex-husbands and that basically like that guy and her are conning you to get your money? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And he goes, oh, no. I mean, she can't be scamming anybody. She's in jail. What? Have you seen this show? <laughs> also, she's in jail scamming you. Like, she is in jail scamming you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So, Dash how goes. Does, how does the production crew not laugh? How do they, I mean, are they given, do they just take Valium before they come in? How do they stand there with straight faces and film this shit? They're I just happy. Understand. They're just happy they're not in Courtney and Josh's house. That We'll get there next. <laughs> oh, All right. Oh my God. They're, they're happy they're in this nice suburban home. So, True. um, Dash is out on the porch and he goes, you know, Stan's a little bit, uh, naive and I, I don't think he's very clear minded about what's at risk. Uh, it's just, just a lot of red flags, just a lot of red flags. And Stan tells us, I don't know what it is, Dash. I'm just drawn towards her. And Dash says, is it mutual? Because I didn't hear her say, I love you back, or I can't mm -mm. wait to just be with you. And Stan goes, yeah, yeah, she feels pretty strongly about me. And he says, Dash sees a lot of red flags, but I don't see any. And he's entitled to his opinion. Um, Dash says the best line of the show. I don't want to find out she stabbed you and took off with your Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> so specific so, so specific it's, it's, it's almost like maybe it happened before it's like Stan who stabbed you <laughs> I want to hear that she stabbed you and rode off with your Mustang what else did Dash say that was so fucking funny he said something about the hair or so, I got I, I did not write it down. Oh, he was I'm asking about the wig. Now. It's like it's white. And he goes, why'd you get her a white wig? Are you trying to make her look your age? And he's like, no, it's the princess look. He's like, you better hope she's not an evil stepsister or something. That's right. Yeah, That's yes. right. Yes. I yeah. was like, why well, that white wig like, is kind of janky looking. Yeah. I know. He's like the princess look. I'm like, what kind of princess? And then yeah. he's like petting them. Stan's like, nice wig. It <laughs> it puts the lotion mm, on the smooth. skin. It, puts the, or it gets, gets the, the hose, hose again on again. the wig. So, all right. So he's always in the car and he had to sleep at a hotel the night before, blah, blah, blah. And they make a big deal about showing this, like, obviously, like, five-star resort that he stayed in. It's, like, super fancy. And he's loading up the Mustang and he's going to pick her up. And he has the wigs lined up in the back of the car in the seatbelts, which you sent me a picture of. <laughs> I just drank coffee and I almost just spit it out yeah. all over the screen. Okay. Uh, those fucking wigs strapped into the seatbelts are my new profile picture. It's when the one hilarious. tips over. Yeah. 
And it, uh, that, how did they even find people to do this? You know, nobody told him to strap those wigs in with the seatbelts. No, he decided no, no. He, to do that shit on his own. No, he was on his he, own. He wanted to take care of the babies. So, <laughs> um, but okay, but wait. Okay, if you're Stan. Mm-hmm. Looking like Stan in your red velvet jacket, looking okay. as Stan as you can stand, okay. and you are pulled over just for right. a random reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and a officer of the law looks in your window and sees what is going on in your motherfucking back seat. You're going to jail. Well, he could say, "I'm he's sorry." A, he's a wig distributor, and he's on his no. way to his next client. Um, yeah. Terrifying. That is a terrifying scene. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. I thought he was being very sweet to the wigs. So um, he says he also brought her a makeup kit so she can get herself pretty if she wants to. I'm like, ew. So he drives. And he's up. like, he he says also something really. He, everything he says is gross. He's like, you know, she's just not real happy about her look. She even thinks she looks like a boy, but she's a pretty girl. A lot would have to happen for her looks to to really go downhill. And I'm like, like you strapping her in the basement. I think think if you get all your hair pulled out in a prison fight and you shave it off (laughs) and you're eating prison food for four months, I think those are a lot of things that could happen to make your looks go downhill. We've seen it. So, um, kind of what happened to me. I mean, yeah, which is COVID. (laughs) So that's not true. You look beautiful. So, um, all right. So he drives up and he's like, that's the prison. I mean, that's a cheesy looking place. I was like, uh, okay, Stan being all snobby about the way the prison looks. Stan throwing shade at the prison. Right. I know. I'm like, what was this supposed to look like? The Hollywood Homewood and Suites or whatever you just came from? Like, what in the world did you think you were pulling up to? It's a fucking strip mall. So he's mad. She doesn't come out right away. And he's talking to himself. He's like, she's supposed to come out at 8 a.m. It's 8.30 now. It's uh, They're cutting into my time. It's Stan time now. And he's doing like... <laughs> Like Rocky boxing moves that I also captured for our P-Shade pod Instagram. He's also turning into um, the get off my lawn old man here that he really is. This is where we see the real Stan. And this is why I'm going 76, not 65. Okay. Because, because he's like, they're, like cutting in, they're cutting into stand time. It's, well, yeah. I was like, yeah. some of these should at least give me the courtesy of a call. I'm like, what the, f- are you kidding me? Like, they're not, there's no courtesy of a call to you. What do you think? You're picking someone up from a concierge? Like, Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what he thinks. Like, he can't believe what it looks like. He can't believe no one's called him to check his bags. But he um, turns into a total grumpy old man here. And that's exactly who he is. And he's not been showing us that side up until now and he's cold because he's an old man and he doesn't have a lot of body fat so um and his you know circulation's not what it used to be okay uh same (laughs) courtney 30 former corrections officer current power washer two years probation and josh 29 attempted burglary attempted assault 11 years a bunky was kind enough to write us Mm -hmm. on pink shade or hey bunky can't remember facebook groups you can join either one hey bunky if you're in hey bunky and said that you get the same amount of time for burglary or assault or murder if it's attempted or whether you were successful because you don't get any bonus points for being bad at your job. So if you meant to murder someone and you just attempted, it's the same amount as if you murdered them because just because you're not your just because you're not successful doesn't mean you didn't try. So it's the same. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, that's, that's a great point. And thank you, right. because now we know. So Josh tells us, after 11 years and no sex, I can hardly remember what it felt like, because you never had sex before. Mm-hmm. And he says, it was amazing. And he tells us on the camera, it was exotic. 
and she's a nerd in the sheets and a freak in the bed. And he says it was worth everything for what we've been through. So they are saying it was worth all that badness they've been through for that one night of exotic lovemaking with the dogs in the bed. Um, exotic lovemaking. And don't forget, and I think you left this out on purpose, so I'll just go ahead and insert it here, um, much like he did with her. He said, I forgot what pussy felt like. I think I thought he said, I forgot Mm-mm. what F-U-C-K-I-N-G felt like. Nope. Mm-mm. He goes, okay. it was amazing. All and I was right. like, okay, well, maybe Mary Payne's theory isn't right then. Uh, maybe he's only had a torso. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Deontay. Okay. Um, okay. So they're making dinner now. And it, it seems like her house is halfway done, right? It seems like her kitchen is done mm-hmm. and like the bedroom is done. But in between, there's a lot of like random pieces of drywall and wood that aren't quite finished there's like a calendar that's like abutted against a wall as if there was another wall there before there's the can crusher right there behind her head where she's trying to eat to crush her cans to make them little for the recycling fucking can crusher i was taken right back to 1976 i'm like who has a can crusher on their wall this is insane yeah it really reminds me of John of John and Christiana's house. Yes, yes. With just like where the you're ra- like, yes. What what room is this? Where am I? Is this a what? basement? There's Are a you my mother? dispenser on the wall in the Why is next there to the a couch? Fly strip hanging down by yeah. my head. There's mm-hmm. a crock pot. It's yeah. just uh, it's it's too random to understand what's going on where. Agreed. But at least she has a house, and he is very grateful for it. He keeps calling yes. it the kingdom that she yes. has built for him, and I feel like these two are intellectual equals. I agree. And they're uh-huh. actually really well matched for that reason alone. I'm going to say they will last. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I, say I, I don't it. Know. Okay. I'm All saying right. it. I'm not, I'm not saying that yet, but I say they have the best shot of anyone so, so far. they're making dinner and they're making steaks on the skillet. It would look kind of gross, but they said they were delicious. And um, they're different floors, different walls everywhere. Like I said, it seems kind of halfway done. So the dogs are making so much noise at the beginning. I'm sure that the production was like, these dogs are going to simmer down. It's like they're little ticket ticket like, you know, all over while they're trying to eat, you know. The next thing they show, it's like, did they give each dog like a, a hemp CBD yeah. pill? Because mm. they're all like, dink, don't, all, all of them just, are asleep. It's just like a bunch of 200 pound dogs asleep all over the floor. <laughs> so um, I said she has a can crusher on the wall and a weird calendar abutted against another wall. And he says, I just, you know, I'm so grateful you built this empire for us. Empire. And she, that's empire. It. And she cries about losing her job and explains she really did love that job. And she felt really good in that job. And she had to um, lose her whole career. And she says she doesn't regret losing her career and having to spend 60 days in jail. And she cries and she says, being married, you know, it means everything. And it means somebody will be there for you. And she says, I just want to share my life with somebody. And I want to know that I'm important to someone and that I matter to someone. And she's crying and he's across the table. The table is like a weird desk that's like they're 400 feet apart. It's at least an eight person table and they're all the way across. And he's saying like, hello down there. Um, two dogs laying down. Yeah. I'm like, um, everything about the house is just, is just off. Right. Off. I mean, even above their bed, she has a, a dream catcher that's off center. With and like hanging other like things. onto the bed instead of like onto way the up. Bed. Yeah. yeah. The vis- visual spatial is maybe not her thing. Okay, fine. That's fine. Okay. But yeah. the table, I'm like, just switch it. Just switch it. Just put the skinny yeah. end up against the wall. You guys can sit across from each other without yes. yelling down at each other like you're in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah and you yeah, need yeah. the candlestick to communicate between you. Yeah. Very weird. 
Yeah, and so he says, it's okay, I'm here now, like, I'm here for you now. And then she tells us um, when she was around five, she was sexually abused by a family member. And she feels so grateful that she's finally found a person, a soulmate, who knows what it's like to be alone and to be hurt and has been through these similar situations with her. And she just feels like he really understands her. And he says... What makes her unique is that she gets... See, he uses some words that don't quite go in, but he means well, so but like they don't... He's trying. He's trying. He says... Rooting for him. Yeah. What makes her unique is that um, she gave up a lot for me, and I'm going to always cherish that, and I'm going to do everything I can to, to you know be in the family and help make ends meet. And I know. So, he says, I'm going to do landscaping, and I'm going to help it's, you... It's sweet. I don't know. Rehang all the pictures the right way, hopefully, and yeah. switch this fucking table around and yeah. just because you know, it looks like fix she, all this shit. It looks like it's a marble. It's pretty heavy. And um, he asked her at the table, which is he's trying to like get her to stop crying into her stake. And he says, um, "All right, so let's talk about like our short term goals for the year. Like, what's our goal for like one year?" And she goes, "Try not to kill each other." And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, all right." He goes, "What I want to do." around here is I want to do some landscaping because I have general knowledge of that area mm. and I would like to help you out and do everything I can for you just like what you've done for me you it's guys really he's sweet. sweet he's sweet he's sweet he's sweet now he's got some real prison tattoos that don't need explanation but but Dougie, yeah they're very straightforward Dougie we need explanations yeah okay. we do we need a full breakdown so anyone willing to do that anyone of the bunkies willing to do that and post it on the Pink Shade Facebook group page thank you in advance yeah I was getting his neck on all sides Dougie and that leg thing I caught I mean I had to remind that many times <laughs> to get it just right to see that pregnant lady it's on the Pink Shade Instagram okay I know but this 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 couple though really Dill Pickle and Mr. Dill Pickle they're I, I agree I, I, I'll, I'll agree with you I'm going to root for them too and I'm going to say yeah. they might make it they might make it they're going to make it I mean at might. least two seasons okay yeah. um Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Next Friday, Stan and Lisa have a fiery pass, but could this extinguish their flame? Then, Deontay is feeling the heat from Nicole's mom, but this confession could set everything ablaze. Don't miss it. All new Love After Lockup next Friday. So what happens is uh, Lisa comes out of prison, and uh, he can't figure out if it's her or if it's not her, and then someone starts to walk towards him, and he's like, oh, come on. But the person's face is blurred out, so I think it's not her. Um, and then, yeah, and I wanted to be like Stan. If you're talking, if if it is what we, you know, we're led yeah. to believe that he's like, oh come on, like looking at her, like, like she, she doesn't awful. look like. Yeah, I'm like Stan. We've been looking at you for three weeks, so excuse us and excuse you. We would like, like to come look on. At her. We'd like to see her now. We'd like to see her, and also she's looking at you. Like, yeah, she's the one right. who needs to run away. She's the one that yeah, get her all the wigs at Nikki's uh, wig emporium. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, uh, Deontay goes and talks to Nicole's mom, and he sits on the couch with her with his open mouth. He cannot close his lips over his teeth at all because he just ha. Ah, he just says that he has that what I've said that Property Brothers guys like huh? yes he does like they never close their mouth. So yeah. he um he says um to the mom, yeah, I wait for the women I love, and the mom goes, uh, what? How many women? And then he keeps that goofy grin and goes, <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> That's it. You know That's he it. said something sexual in that moment. I think I he, no, I think he said, yeah. this is my second woman to come out of prison. Don't kill me. I only look for my women on the findanimate.com. 
<laughs> oh my god! I don't. I don't know. I picture him saying something sexual. He just can't help himself. So he has gross. no idea. He has no idea what's going on. I mean, his mom needs to keep an eye on him. He needs to be on a little, like maybe like a backpack leash. After like she had to take Nicole. care of him for like a year and buy him a new car and get him buy him another apartment, she's like, you know what? Donate. I've got this one son here who acts right. And you're, you're just, I'm going to put all my time and effort and money into this kid over here who acts right. You don't act right. Yeah. Little brother, learn from your big brother. Don't go scouring the web for a woman when the first one came out and took all your money and he had to live here. Do I look, do I look like I want my 33-year-old son to live here? No, I do not. Love no. her. Love her. No. no. Oh, oh, I love that's when she it. pointed to her eyes and pointed to him. She's like, I'm going to have my eyes on her. Eyes on her. I'm like, oh, she will. She will because oh, somebody God. needs to. Because so Donate's funny. eyes are not even focused in the same direction. They're just... Anyway. <laughs> oh, so, wonked out. Oh, my God, you guys. So that's Love After Lockup this week. Again, no 90 day. We are skipping a week because of the July 4th holiday here in the U.S. To bunkies um, around the world who are listening. If you're off yep. following 90 day from other countries, it's because of July 4th here. They just didn't air it. It'll be coming back next week. I'm going to look for um, a special guest to have on the podcast this week to do a little Bravo breakdown. And we'll be back later in the week with a Pink Shade Patreon and a Hey Bunky Patreon. Now, those are two separate platforms because we like to cover more serious documentaries, longer form things on Pink Shade. And we cover extra shit shows on Hey Bunky. And we're currently covering Family Karma, which is amazing. A plus. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Guys, it, it's just incredible. It's on Bravo. And then we're finishing up Smothered. I don't know how long we're going to be tortured with that, but we're finishing mm-hmm. that up. We I'd will like then be adding smother on. Me. Mm-hmm. A, for real. Like mm-hmm. Smothered. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I will. I'll take another. And then uh, we're going to add on Stacy, Darcy and Stacy. Yes. And then, of course, of course, you guys know when Family Plath comes back, when Welcome to Plathville comes back, that is going straight on Hey Bunky. That is our jam. That is our culty obsession it is the show of all shows we love it don't forget we go, we go deep with that one don't forget real housewives of potomac comes back on the 11th that's this yes. coming sunday yes, yes less than right. a week less okay, than a week we'll, yep. we'll start including that in our bravo yep. breakdown next week oh mm-hmm. good times this is good times what a time to be alive what a time what a time to be alive all right, guys. Thanks okay. for uh, following us everywhere. Thanks for following us here, sharing and subscribing. And we will come back and talk to you later in the week. Bye, Mary okay. Payne. Bye. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.